0: This is certainly not Lerner and Lowe's Camelot. Camelot, Camelot, Camelot.
1: It's only a model. Shh, Knights, I bid you welcome to your new home.
0: Let us ride to Camelot. We're Knights the Round Table. We dance where we're able. We do routines, to all the scenes,
2: the footwork impeccable. We dine well here in Camelot. We eat ham and jam and sclam a lot. We're knights of the round table. Our show's on war, mid-table. So many times we give and rhyme that our wife don't sing able. We rock and mad in Camelot. We sing from the diaphragm along.
0: I have to push the Pramalot. <laughs> uh, on second thoughts, let's not go to Camelot. It is a silly place. Well, if we're not going on to Camelot, let's stop for a bit of breakfast. Morning. 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 Well, what you got? Well, there's egg and bacon. Egg, sausage and bacon, egg and spam, egg bacon and spam, egg bacon, sausage and spam, spam, bacon, sausage and spam, spam, egg, spam, spam, bacon and spam. Spam sausage, spam, 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 bacon. Ooh, that's a lot of spam. 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 A lot of spam. Spam spam, Spam. spam. spam a lot. Here's what we learn about the Camelot song. Megan Waller tells us in her study from Camelot to Spamalot, that in his commentary on the film, John Cleese recalls that the Knights of the Round Table number is the only song that I can remember Graham Chapman and I trying to write. Cleese remembers encountering particular problems when attempting to rhyme Camelot, resulting in absurd lines such as, we eat Spamalot and push the Pramalot. Furthermore, the song delights in the silliness of rhyming the word table. Coupled with the musical style, the lyrics turn Camelot into such an outlandish place that Arthur decides to turn around even before the grail quest begins. The newly recruited knights never sit at the legendary round table. Camelot is simply too silly for their ever-serious king. Waller continues... Thirty years after Graham Chapman's Arthur gravely declined to go to Camelot, Eric Idle created a new version of the character who resolves to put on a Broadway musical. Although Monty Python and the Holy Grail engages with the musical as a genre throughout its complex of allusions, Eric Idle adapts the film into a full-blown early 21st century metamusical. As the tagline states... The new musical is lovingly ripped off from the motion picture. It of course uses the original loose plot of Holy Grail, at the same time, Spamalot becomes its own unique creative work. Waller tells us Monty Python Spamalot premiered on March 17, 2005 in the Schubert Theater, running for 1,575 performances. Eric Idle wrote the book and lyrics, and John Dupre wrote the music for new songs. Spamalot garnered 13 Tony nominations and won three. Words of Megan Waller writing in her study From Camelot to Spamalot. Monty Python's Spamalot will open this Friday at River Stage Community Theatre in Lewisburg, and we had a chance to laugh a lot with director Joe Graham and producer Trey Casimir. And we began with an introduction to the company, Jove Graham.
2: River Stage Community Theatre, we're in our 10th year now of transitioning. We were originally sprung out of the Milton area community theater to be able to provide year-round theater, and not just musicals, but plays and other types of performance for the community and for the surrounding area. So we do a subscription season each year, and we are located now at the former site of the Lewisburg High School building.
0: Trey, in the past, we've had a chance to talk with you in connection with River Stage. So tell us about this interest that you have in River Stage.
1: Sure. I was a professional dancer for 15 years earlier in life and got to the end of my career and hung it up happily and became an acupuncturist and moved on. But as our kids got older, my wife and I got more interested in resuming involvement in the dance world. She came up with the idea for Victorian Nutcracker, which we've been holding. This will be our fifth year. And it was only possible because we thought to partner with River Stage. Reached out to them and got a positive response, and you know the rest is history. But after that first year, I was asked to join the board of directors of River Stage, and so I've been a board member ever since, and so I have to deal with actors, too. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, it's a wonderful treat to know that we're going to be able to laugh until our sides hurt with Spamalot, but why Spamalot and why now?
2: Well, uh, I loved Monty Python ever since I was a teenager and I still do. We always are striving to find plays and musicals that you know people are going to really enjoy that are going to have a good time but are maybe a little bit off the beaten path or, you know, something that they haven't necessarily seen hundreds of times before, especially around here. So Spamalot is a little bit of unique in that sense because of the casting, because of all the different requirements. I don't think it's something that gets done very often around here. And so people are going to hopefully either come back to something that they love and haven't seen for a while or really be treated to something new and wonderful.
0: And Trey, what drew you to pick up the
1: spear? Well, honest, I I too was a Monty Python fan from way back. I'm a little older than Jove, so being up at midnight on Saturday to watch Monty Python on WVIA was probably a slightly different experience for me than for Jove. But for this production, I agreed to serve as the producer, and that means different things in different settings. Jove is such a consummate professional with his planning and organization skills. There hasn't really been very much for me to do at rehearsals, but... I'm there every day. I've been helping Amy with the choreography, I'm mostly being a demonstrator, kind of a dance captain. And then otherwise, this week, my additional duties include cleaning the bathrooms because they need to be cleaned and there's nobody else available right now. And I just kind of am, am a hanger on and a, and a gopher and help to uh, make the most of our resources, whether human or otherwise.
0: Jove, you gave us a sense that this isn't a musical that people take on lightly. What is it that could make it daunting for some?
2: Absolutely. Well, it, it's a big show. So we have a cast of almost 30 people. Uh, we have a live pit orchestra with 12 members in it. So it's you know, very large scale from that perspective. I think the wonderful thing about the way Spamalot is written is it takes the, the humor from Monty Python, which was you know, very bare bones and minimalist and absurdist, but then layers on all the conventions of you know, big Broadway shows. So there is a lot of dancing. And I'm so thankful to Trey and Amy Casimir for doing the choreography that I could never have attempted on my own. And so there's that. There's just some rather large set pieces. If you're aware of the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail, there's you know giant rabbits and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's mostly men, which is sometimes a challenge for community theater around in this area. There's really one main female lead, uh, and then the rest are, you know, as would be appropriate for Monty Python,
0: mostly men. And
2: we just have a fantastic cast of, as I said, almost 30 people ranging from age 12 all the way up to, you know, they don't want to tell me
1: their age. There's also another example of life being weird, Erica. You asked about why now, In fact, we originally intended to put on SpamLot in June of 2020, and then something happened. And uh, the last couple of years have been kind of up in the air. Uh, We had to re-audition, but I would say, with all humility, this is one of the highest quality casts I've seen around here. Our actors and singers and dancers and performers and, and, for that matter, our backstage and technical help are all really the highest caliber that's available around here. And so in this instance, I think the, the pandemic helped to kind of whet people's appetites and make them eager to get back on stage. And that's working in our favor right now.
0: What about the comedy of Monty Python? How do you deal with that remarkable ability they have to keep us laughing? It's one thing if you get a ha, 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 right. and then people stop. These numbers are such that people might take a while to get over it. <laughs> Yeah, we've talked
2: about that a lot at rehearsal because Monty Python wasn't the first necessarily, but they were among the first to realize that you don't have to have a setup and a punchline in a sketch to be funny, that things can just sort of be a little more stream of consciousness than that, and you just take a very absurd character or a very absurd situation and, and run with it. So the like I said, the show is a nice balance because it, it, is, it very, very closely follows the film, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and so you have some scenes that are direct copies out of the movie with those kind of scenes. But then, you know, then we launch into some giant singing and dancing number that, of course, wasn't in the, in the original film. So I'm proud of the cast for how they have worked and, and tried to capture that spirit of, of Monty Python, which is just, you know, at the heart of the show, even among all the, the singing and dancing going on.
1: I think, too, as time has gone on, we've, we've been laying the, the bones and then the flesh and then the blood vessels of the show and now in this final week of dress rehearsals, the, the performers are starting to get a chance to look up and look around and, and think about the absurdity of what they're doing. And so last night at the run-through, I bust out gut laughing two or three times <laughs> because somebody just said a line slightly differently or, or made a funny face or did some other kind of thing that was perfectly in keeping with the surreal, absurd quality of Monty Python but still fit the script and the setting. So there's a lot of room for the performers to to fill it up with personality and and their own hilarious natures.
0: Trey, I'm going to ask you to speak on behalf of Amy and tell us what her approach has been to creating movement and choreography for these antics. Mostly
1: it's just immersing herself in the music. So in, in the first place, Amy was tapped to be the stage manager. She agreed to this back in 2020 and then time went on and then... You know, I've gotten more involved in the board's activities, and about three months ago, Jove was starting to panic a little bit about the choreography, and kind of said, "Um, um, would you? Um, do you think you could?" Um, and Amy said, "Yeah, sure, I'll I'll choreograph some some numbers." So she downloaded the music and just started listening to it all the time, and then she started watching what other people had done, and then she started looking at the performers we had available to us, and then. Like she's done so skillfully with our Nutcracker, she came up with pretty much the hardest thing that she thought these people could do well. And they didn't always believe her. They didn't always believe they would be able to do it. But time goes on, and you practice, and you think about it, and you listen to the music again, and you practice. And they're they're doing all the steps now, and the choreography is very effective. And uh, I, think, I think there were a couple of weeks there where a few people thought she was pretty mean, but... Uh, By Friday night, I think they're all going to be very pleased that they had that much dancing to do, and and it's looking really good.
0: Let me ask, too, about the nature of the humor. Does it hold in 2022? It's not just nostalgia because we remember the old Monty Python.
2: I think it does, Erica. So the version that we do now is based on the UK touring version where they revised a little bit i mean Spamalot itself the show is a couple decades old now but they you know revised a few things as well but i think it's so i think the humor is so embedded in our in our blood even when we don't realize it I mean, there's so many quotes from monty python and the holy grail in terms of you know it's only a flesh wound or, or i'm not dead yet and then things like that that people maybe don't even realize, you know, maybe haven't even seen the film, but they, they know those quotes that you know, come from something. And so you know, I think the show does a great job of maintaining and, and distilling those bits that people still find are, and they're just as funny today as they were in 1974. Uh, I think it, it really holds up, and I've been enjoying it so much.
1: On another hand, even in, in the parts of the plot that, that may be the most dated, they still are pertinent. The line that occurs to me is uh, a character saying, just think, in a thousand years, this will still be controversial. Mm-hmm. And so some things, you, know, you wish they'd become dated a little more quickly.
0: We've talked about the daunting task of mounting spam lot, and you'll surely let the comedy unfold almost with a sense of spontaneity, even though you're taking this romp very seriously. And yet it's hilarious.
2: I keep using the phrase moving parts because there are about a thousand moving parts, I guess in any musical, but particularly this one. But certainly your job is always to try to make it look as effortless as possible uh, in some sense. And we're doing our best there. But I completely agree that this is just such a fun, fun musical and a sense of relief in some ways. Even though, you know, we're still very cautious and still very, you know, have to, to think about how to keep ourselves and the audience safe, even in, in these times, the fact that we can get together and that we can put on a show like this with such a huge team
1: has just been a joy. I think this show, too, it's not just a fun show there's also substance to it, and putting on such a thing as well, our costumer, Cindy Schaefer and her assistant Pat Musselman you know have have i don 't know a hundred costumes to churn out and it it continues to to push all of us. River stage has had to expand our abilities and our capabilities in order to put the show on. The performers have had to stretch themselves. This is the first non ballet that Amy has choreographed, so there's There's a lot of growth and a lot of, you know, continued striving moving forward that we're not just recovering and and throwing something out there for the public, but that we're coming back stronger than ever and trying to keep growing our mission and growing our capabilities. And
2: I'm always so thrilled to see a mix of new people and returning people, right? You always know you're doing something right if people want to come back and do another show with you, but also that you're attracting new faces every time. And we have quite a few folks in this show that have never performed with us, for sure, and a few that even, you know, this might be their first musical. So that's so exciting to see.
0: Tell us how many chances we get to see it, please.
2: Absolutely. We have five performances, and they start this Friday. So we'll be there Friday, June 17th, and the next day, Saturday, June 18th. And then the following weekend, we'll be there Friday night, June 24th, Saturday night, June 25th, and a matinee on Sunday, June 26th. So 17th through the 26th of June, five performances, four in the evening and one in the afternoon there at Greenspace in Lewisburg. org. yes, tickets are selling now. Selling very well, but there's lots lots left.
0: Now while you were in rehearsal, anybody talk about the Queen and her Jubilee?
2: <laughs> no, we've been kind of head down, but but clearly there are British accents being thrown about all over the place. So uh, we we have all felt a little British for the past eight spam, weeks.
0: <laughs> egg bacon and spam! Egg bacon sausage and spam spam bacon sausage and spam spam egg spam 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 bacon, a spam, lot. Spam, we spoke spam, with director Jove Graham and producer Trey Casimir about Monty Python's Spamalot, the musical comedy opening at River Stage on Friday. It's a Tony Award-winning musical comedy at the Green Space Center, 815 Market Street in Lewisburg, June 17th, 18th, 24th, and 25th at 7.30 each evening. And there will be a 2.30 matinee on Sunday June 26th. For more information on the web, riverstagetheater.org, riverstagetheater.org, and theater ends in T-R-E, and they suggest that due to current local conditions for everyone's safety, they're continuing to require masking of audience members. And they remind you that the show contains some brief, mild language and some rude British humor. But overall, it's appropriately funny for audiences of all ages.